social media is filled with confrontation that is often petty, and it can ru ruin relationships with loved ones. Oftentimes, there is no gain to be found in engaging people on social media. Oftentimes, these conversations need to be taken elsewhere or perhaps not even had at all. In this episode, we're going to discuss a checklist of when to overlook content on social media and when to take the conversation offline. So welcome to Kingdom of the Logos, a Christian program of critical thinking and adventure produced proudly by clergy in the Church of the Nazarene. And it really is exciting because Amanda recently got ordained. And of course, I'm Pastor J. Dylan Proctor, but as we throw over to Pastor Amanda to introduce herself. Okay, so I guess I'm Reverend uh, Amanda Sparrow now. And that's an exciting thing. Um, Amanda is, is quite humble, but that's a, a very good thing. Uh, Anthony got his first district license, so he's also coming on up the, the clergy ladder. I don't know if Anthony has anything he's going to say. I may have just <laughs> thrown everyone off. <laughs> thrown everyone off. Honestly, uh, I'm very, very grateful to have my uh, district minister's license. That's about it. That's all I can say. And, of course, we do have a very special fourth chair with us today, and that is Pastor Mike Proctor. Hi, I'm Pastor Mike Proctor. Very good. And this is our first time being back in a few weeks, so we've got to kind of yeah get ourselves worked out. There was Easter, and then there was district assembly, and all the things which come to invade church culture. But anyways, we're here to talk about some advice to give you on social media, so let's get right to that. So again, social media, it is filled with a lot of petty things, and you don't want that to ruin aspects of your life. You want to have good relationships with other people and real relationships. You know, you want your family and your friends to, to be on good terms with, and God wants us to be people of wisdom. Now here recently, I've talked a lot out of Genesis and how evil it acts like a predatory animal, and it wants to come and consume you. And it does this in really creative ways. It tempts you in a very, very, well, temptatious and luscious fashion. It always comes in a very appealing manner. Social media often baits us into doing, well, bad things. It is where evil draws its power. Sin and wickedness, it finds all sorts of places to fester, and social media can be one of those places. Now, I'm not saying that without any amount of self-awareness. I mean, we are on social media right now, so you've got to remember that being on social media in and of itself is not bad. It's not sin to be on social media. It is a tool. It is amoral by itself, but it can be used for good. It can be used for bad, and you've got to have some wisdom about how you get into it. So, without any further hesitation, here are four reasons why you should overlook posts on social media or you should take the conversation elsewhere. And we're going to discuss these at length with our whole group, but let me just read through them very quickly for you. So, number one, is the topic something a person said? So, think about that. Is the post about something someone said? And again, this is not like a preacher coming in and giving bad doctrine. You know, if one of us comes in here and says, and there is no Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and there's the demiurge, you need to come up to the preacher and say, hey, we've got a, a new pike out back. We need you to, to try out. Um, you know, there are times where... A little barbecue. <laughs> yeah. But, but if it's just something someone said, you know, that's, that's not really that substantive. Um, number two, is the topic a person's appearance? You know, is it reducing things down to a superficial level? And somebody, you know, people work out their, their things in life. A lot of times there are a lot of things which come to infect our brains and they work it out online. And you don't want to enable things, but at the same time, you don't want to get in the pettiness either. So number two is the topic of person's appearance. Number three, is this just an emotional release? You know, it's easy to be on social media, but it's kind of there forever. You know, somebody can put something nasty online in about three seconds and then it's there for in, well, an indefinite amount of time until the internet breaks down and we all go back to the Stone Age. <laughs> um, so if it's an emotional release, probably not worth your calculated response. And number four, 
are they branding you with a motive? Is someone saying you did something you didn't do? Are they trying to frame how the world thinks about you without any sort of justice? Again, don't give evil power. Don't let it fester. So let's talk about these four points because I know social media is a place where a lot of families find turmoil with one another and not just families, but also friends, um, you know, your, your fellow people. Um, wherever you go to church, and again, we're not here to take people away from the church. This is supplementing your Christian life. People may have their Christian friends at church they get in turmoil with over petty little things. So these rules are also applicable beyond social media, but we're really talking about that today. So let's go around here and talk about this first one. If the topic is just something someone said, again, people are talking about, oh, did you hear so-and-so say this, kind of the gossipy side of things. What do you think about that? Is that a time where you should really overlook it, take things elsewhere? Pastor Amanda? Well, yeah, I, I think well, anytime it turns into gossip, we have to be very careful. Um, obviously, as Christian people, we should not engage in gossip. I think, though, sometimes it's hard to distinguish when someone's just like, oh, hey, this is something that's happening in my life, or this is something I've heard, and then when it turns to gossip. But I think a good rule of thumb, especially on social media, um, is just not to engage in anything that even might be gossip. One, it may not be true. Two, even if it is true, it may not be really your place to engage in that conversation. And then also, why do you think that person posted in the first place? It probably is to trap others into joining in this conversation that somehow makes them feel better, makes other people feel worse. And so it just, especially if it's something like that, if, it, if it's a personal issue, if people are just saying, oh, did you hear this? Odds are, phrase, the phrase like, oh, did you hear this is kind of like, you know, hey, watch me do this. Uh, that phrase only uh, only precedes trouble. <laughs> there generally is not a good thing that happens after those sentences. Um, so yeah, we should stay away. If it's something that we think is actually detrimental or hurtful and there needs to be a conversation, then that conversation needs to happen offline. If, if it's something where we think, oh no, this could lead to actually a really harmful thing. This is hurting someone's reputation or, or this is just a blatant lie. And um, then that definitely needs to happen at the very least at a private message at best, if you can see that person face to face to talk to them. Yeah. About and it. Th there are things which have to be discussed, but social media is not the place for that. Right. There's a lot of things that, you know, we have better tools for different tasks and that's not a good tool for that. Um, Anthony, do you have something on this? I was just going to say that um, it's definitely not a medium that facilitates peaceful discourse. No. Uh, it's, you know, people can read it basically how they're feeling, and if they feel angry enough to make some sort of post about what somebody said and then they get a reply, it's going to be seen as, a, as an act of aggression just because their mode of interpretation at that point in time is clouded by that emotion. And it's even more clouded by the fact that writing doesn't communicate everything that speaking in person does and so you know whenever you read something in writing that's a response it's way easier for that cloud of aggression or whatever feelings that they're having resent for that person for that writing to filter through that and so there's it's just not going to facilitate the discourse that you want yeah Text is kind of atonal a lot of times, especially like social media text. People take it different ways. Pastor Mike, what are your thoughts on this? If it's just the topic of what someone said, you know, that's not as much substance as what someone might have done. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Well, I think it's a very slippery slope into gossip, and that never leads to anything uh, positive. So uh, grandmother told me if you can't say anything good, then don't say anything at all. Uh, but understand that there, it's just like Pastor Amanda said, that is a, a draw. It doesn't do anyone good to get involved in, in something. And you never know. Uh, that person may have 
not be following some of these rules that are uh, reasons to overlook those posts, that person may have been just spouting out or releasing uh, emotional energy. And so, you know, it may come across extremely emotional. They released it, they're over with it. And then when there's a response back, then it can even uh, escalate even more. Yeah. All right, well, going on to point two, is the topic a person's appearance? Now, we live in the age of selfies and people love to, to get online and do their selfies and stuff like that. And again, this is not, I'm not here to rule that selfies are sin or something <laughs> of that nature. Though that would actually, that's one of those things where one always wishes they could be the one to like list some stuff. But the arbitrator is that one, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but at the same time, a lot of times people, they look to try to fill in gaps they have in their life online, which is really unhealthy to do. And a lot of times people, they'll kind of create a trap where they want to have other people talk about their appearance and maybe someone else's appearance and it kind of it gets petty. Um, what do you all think about that, Pastor Amanda? Well, I think, again, because it is social media and it's such a limited context, you don't know why they're doing what they're doing. Is it something where they're feeling insecure about themselves? Is it something they're trying to, um, you know, maybe hurt somebody else's appearance and, and again maybe leading more into a little bit a bit of gossip but because you can always tell those motives it's just it's a good rule of thumb to just walk away from that um and if someone is seeking attention then there's better way to give people attentions and some people are attention starved we we rely so much on these kind of distance um driven mediums to communicate with people that we've lost how to communicate face to face and so if you see a friend or a family member who's doing some of these things where they're posting things like oh look at me i'm so ugly or can you believe i look like this or whatever or even if it's positive things but it doesn't seem to actually have um a positive motive it may seem really self-absorbed the best place to say hey let's actually you know talk about these self image or um these image issues is not more on social media it's going to them in person and saying hey let's go get a cup of coffee and talk about this i think you're having a hard day or a hard week let's you know let's be friends let's be family but that cannot always happen on social media and so there, there needs to be the appropriate response This is let's take this offline, let's have a serious conversation, and let's support each other in a way that's uplifting versus enabling. Yeah, and with a lot of these times where people are really hung up with appearance online, they're wanting some sort of affirmation because there's a little bit of self, there's a gap that they're trying to fill in. They're, they're, their worth of their self is not properly placed. In our modern culture, as it has moved from God, it has lost the notion that we are created in the image of God, and that is a sacred thing. You know, your your what even you look what if you whatever you look like really does not matter one's relationship to God. That is not something which is pertinent to the manner of salvation or anything of an eternal eternal matter. The fact that people would be hung up on such superficial characteristics shows that our world is not taking people to the place which is actually it's it's not fulfilling in life in the long term. Um, and that's the thing. And, and really, you can't fill that void online. Like Amanda said, you've got to go out and invest with somebody personally. Um, Pastor Mike, just going around our, our room right now in the, the studio, what do you think? When the, the topic is just personal appearance, superficial stuff? Well, I remember uh, Ben Carson said one time that, you know, what makes up a per person is not, you know, physical attributes and uh, looks or anything like that, but it really is the, uh, him being a, a, a medical doctor and, and working with the brain, uh, that it is the brain, it is the mind uh, that makes up a person. And those things are extremely important uh, to 
to talk about beauty, I guess, and, or ugly, or however you want to discuss it. But I think there's an underlying motive there that, that it could be depression, it could be a number of things. But obviously, uh, when someone engages in that, it, it is it is not the appropriate place to respond on social media. It should be face to face, preferably over a cup of coffee or, or a a a setting that is uh, non-threatening. Yeah. Anthony, do you have any thoughts on this? Just that I'd probably be more likely to meet him over a cup of water. I don't drink coffee. So. <laughs> mm. nah, well, I think everybody uh, did well. We can, we can give you hot coffee. Wait, did he say that we did well? Is he trying to rate us? <laughs> oh, man. Oh. oh well, I have no contributions to make. That's all I'm trying to say. Uh, I see what it is. Is it getting a little bit of a haughty attitude? We've already been going through some of the um, a variety of sins. Now we get the, the haughtiness over there. <laughs> Um, another brick in the wall. Another brick in the wall. And hey, look, I just got my district minister's license. I'm coming out swinging. That's it. <laughs> no, no, what we're going to do is we're going to seal you up inside the, the new steeple and, and leave you there. Um, all of this is in jest, but, well, we hope. Um, so the next one is, is the topic at hand an emotional release? And some people call this like the the quick messaging or fast typing. I forget. I don't I, oh, I'm out of touch with modern lingo, but there's some name for this where, where people kind of snap back really quickly and it's stuff that's not thought out well. Um, or maybe they, they see something on the, the TV or the news, or maybe they see somebody else do something and they kind of spat out something really quickly without thinking. It's this idea that it, it really doesn't take long to put something out there permanently. And again, we're not talking about somebody who may actually be walking through something in life, though a lot of times you know, there's there's different ways that people go about stuff, but we're talking about those quick releases which kind of come out of nowhere that really get up fiery debates, which end up breaking people off from one another, which is just really, really unfortunate. What do y'all think about that? These these quick thrown out there, not thought out emotional releases that you should kind of just look past and say it's it's well, n- not representing who that whole person, person is. is. Yeah. Well, and I think we can even see this in face to face conversations. Pe- people get heated in arguments or in yeah. conversations or debates, and so they just start saying things that that they really maybe they mean some of it, but they're not phrasing it properly. Or they've not really thought it through enough to to be able to communicate adequately their feelings or their ideas. And and I think like if you can, if you were in person, if you would just turn around and walk away from a bad conversation, then I think that's like what you should do in Facebook as well as when you're reading this or, or hearing it, if, if they're posting a video of it or whatever, and you're like, you know what, this is not worth engaging in because it is harmful. You're not, you're not going to win that, that topic or you're not going to win that conversation. Even if winning's not your goal, you're not going to produce anything good out yeah. of it. Um, that all that's going to happen is they're going to drag you down to that level as yeah. well. And if they are just doing it as simply as a release, I know some people keep like digital blogs or digital journals and they treat Facebook kind of like almost as a, a, a journal or a diary. And it's like, you know what, this really isn't for me, this is for them. And so it's best to ignore it. And then like the second topic, is it something that's petty? Is it just something for them to get attention for? Then obviously by giving them attention, you're enabling them versus um, helping them through whatever issue may, may be coming up. Yeah, it's where evil draws its power. Yeah, it draws its power from dragging people down and down and down. Pastor Mark. Well, I, I think Amanda said a, a, a key word there was, uh, you know, it doesn't produce anything uh, positive. But if as Christians, you know, the um, mission of the church, the people of God is to um, bear fruit of the Spirit. I think one of the characteristics of the fruit of the Spirit is to 
um, have self-control. And so this person who may have emotionally released something, regardless of what it was, may have cooled off. And so, uh, you know, first of all, they, they probably were, were not exhibiting or producing uh, um, fruit that is self-controlled there. But in the long run, there are others who are watching and it impacts them and influences them. So, uh, you know, try to exhibit some self-control. Yeah, and first of all, people are actually quite different online than they are in person. Sometimes, sometimes you get people who are just like a troll in real life, um, and that's a bizarre thing. And especially, and I know I, the pastor shouldn't be be saying this because you you love people and you want them to to come to know Christ, but you realize you've got to kind of give stuff a name and be like that attitude is a problem. You've got to move past that and move towards Christ likeness again. One of the whole things we've talked about here is that evil is predatory and it wants to suck you down. It wants to draw power. But God does not want that for us. He wants people to move away from that and move towards the holiness which we are called to. Pastor Mike? I think also, you know, it, for it to be an emotional release of someone, it's probably a crisis moment. And people tend to say things and, and that they really probably don't mean yeah. 100% there too. So uh, best thing to do is abstain from commenting on something like that. Yeah, because social media actually can be a good tool for celebrating life with one another and enjoying the, the moments of life, you know, celebrating our, our love with our loved ones and things of that nature and even friends. But at the same time, there are times where these quick emotional releases, they want to drag people down. They kind of come out of nowhere. They may not even mean it when they said it. Some people may not even feel that way when they say it. They just feel, you know, just a quick throw that out there and then go along with life. All right. Anthony, any thoughts on this? Or are you going to, to rate our questioning so far? Based on the last uh, interaction with that, no comment. No comment. Well, sometimes. Um, but now, now I almost feel tempted to, to grill on that, too. There should be a comment. Like, there should be a ditto or, yeah, I'm with you or something. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I probably would just have said exactly what Mike said, to be honest. Very good. All righty. Well, the last one is, are they branding you with a motive? And this is sort of where they're kind of saying you – this is how you feel about me. They're kind of telling the world how to think about you, um, saying like, oh, well, you, you feel this way. They, they may set up something where either you agree with me or you must hate me. They're kind of saying, well, well, you didn't like all the, the pictures I put up of myself, therefore you think I'm, I'm ugly, or, or maybe you said something to me that I didn't like and I'm going to kind of twist it. So it's, it's basically this idea of people twisting and kind of giving you a motive that's not really there. And again, just tying this back to some wisdom literature and looking at Proverbs 8, when wisdom itself is being personified, you hear in Proverbs 8, 35 and 36, um, wisdom actually saying the following. For, for whoever finds me finds life and obtains favor from the Lord. But those who miss me injure themselves and all who hate me love death. There are people who do not like wisdom and understanding and they have to brand sort of motives on different things in the world and other people and even yourself. And well, perhaps even those of us here doing something like a, a Christian podcast, they want to give you a motive which is not found therein, and then they can kind of twist. And this and evil loves this stuff. Like evil really loves this stuff. This is where it draws its power. It's like, ah oh, yes, I love death. Let's suck people down. Let's let's create misery and stuff. What do y'all think about this? When when people twist words and try to to brand you as doing something you didn't do and and put you in a weird box where you're kind of forced to affirm something from them even though that's that's not where you you know you should be. Well, I think trying to correct people who are doing that kind of stuff to you is, it's like arguing with a three-year-old. You know, there's just no winning. 
Because you're just going to end up going, yeah, nah, yeah, nah. Like, that's it. That's all you're going to end up doing on Facebook. <laughs> like, you said, no, I didn't. Yes, you did. No, you didn't. And that, I mean, you, that's all you've become now is you're arguing um, basically with, with, you know, someone it, with, it, it just, it's not a good platform. And like I said, if there's something you really feel is going to ruin your reputation or the reputation of others, you want to be careful, and especially if you think it's something that is, is very harmful um, that's leading towards something immoral or illegal, you want to correct it. But you have to do it in such a way that you don't get dragged down, your, down yourself. And that can either go by, I think sometimes the best thing we can do is remove ourselves from toxic situations. And then it also is to bring it to our terms. Is You know, they've already set the parameters of that battle, and you will lose that if, if they're in control of that. But yep. if you redesign those parameters, then you can find yourself actually maybe on, on a little bit of the higher ground to be able to communicate more effectively. And I think also there is, um, for most people, there is a sense that Facebook is almost kind of a twilight zone. It, we, we come to it knowing that it's not quite real. And so if somebody's saying something bad about you or saying this is what you think and, and it's somebody else, it's not obviously you communicating those thoughts or ideas or opinions, then I don't think you have to put too much emphasis that other people are taking that seriously. Because again, it's, it's social media. And so the best thing to do sometimes is to walk away or if it's starting to get real bad, you need to tag that person, bring or grab that person, kind of come to the side and say, hey, this is what you're doing, this is harmful. I'm gonna give you the benefit of doubt that you didn't mean to, maybe you were expressing just some emotional frustration, but if you are meaning to be harmful, we need to talk this out or we need to find an advocate or a mediator that can help us better communicate these issues and take it off social media because you will never win that battle or that conversation or, or achieve anything if you if you keep it on that platform. And the temptation to do it on that platform is so great. Like this is the thing, I know we've talked a lot about you know Adam and Eve, but when the serpent comes, you know, he makes a pretty pretty good argument. And Eve's brain does the rest of the work. He kind of comes and says, you know, did God really say that? And eventually Eve looks at the apple and she's like, or the fruit, and it's often depicted as an apple, but she looks at the fruit, whatever fruit that may be, and says, you know, that's good for food. And, and Eve may have been perfectly right with that, but that wasn't the whole puzzle. That wasn't the whole thing. It was just a piece of the puzzle. You know, fruit generally is good for, for food, um, generally. But at the same time, this was not just any fruit. It also contained the knowledge of good and evil, and there was a commandment of law pertaining it. So oftentimes we look at this and we're like, well, there is an argument. They really did say this. I need to respond back. And there's that temptation. It comes justified in your mind. You really want to do it. But this is just giving power to evil. Sometimes you, when stuff gets on there, again, there are more than one ways to, to sort this stuff out with people than online. It's not like you're, you're being ignorant of the situation. I mean, it, you, you can carry things elsewhere and have a, a more um, reasoned response to stuff. Pastor Mike. Well, I would just like to comment on what Pastor Amanda said and emphasize the part that it is immaturity. She mentioned, you know, like three-year-olds. But also, you know, more than likely, this was a friend or someone that you at least cared about or they cared about you and so uh, airing this out in public in front of everyone is is something that you know you just shouldn't happen but I remember one of the uh, uh, sayings when I was growing up is sticks and stones may uh, break my bones but words uh, will never hurt me that is a lie straight from the devil because they do but when you do it in front of people it causes um, so much more hurt and harm. So if they're, the best thing to do is to, to contact that person face to face 
and um, say, hey, man, I care about you or, you know, whatever, and get get to the bottom of it. And, and uh, you know, they can always disagree, but don't fall to um, the 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 fight and say hey here's yeah. a chip on my shoulder and uh, all of a sudden knock it off and see what happens yeah well words can't have an impact on people but you got to put them in their place too you, you can't give too much power to words and a lot of people want to give absolute power to stuff say like oh you said something i didn't like so now i'm going to get really worked up on it but evil draws its its power from that too when you give too much power to something what someone said again something someone does um, and something someone says are, are very very different anthony any thoughts on that before we have one final um, point? Yes. Um, I would say that whenever you're asking yourself, are they branding you with a motive? I think this is actually a really, really great question. Not only because people often do this in sort of, I guess you could say a troll-like fashion in a way that, you know, they're doing this with absolutely no intention of ever reconciling with you or getting to a point of cooperation. It's entirely just to um, fuel confrontation. But um, I think beyond that also, this is a really, really important question because this is a huge motivator, whether or not they're branding you with a motive because that becomes public. Whether or not this is on social media, in writing, or whether or not this is in person, just in words, whenever people brand you with a motive, that's a huge motivator for you because you want to defend your reputation and all these sorts of things, especially if you're trying to live in an upright way. And so what I would say about that and what's important to think about concerning this is how Christ responds to accusations. Yeah. Whenever Christ is being accused of something, he's totally silent almost every single time. No response to the accusations. And I think there's a there's a certain brilliance in that. Not only is it the righteous thing to do, um, but I think the effects of it are absolutely genius. You're not making their argument true to your audience and you're not making it true in real life you're not becoming a monster to defend yourself and you're not convincing the audience that you're worried about your reputation for of the um motive that they're trying to attribute to you and so i think the best thing to do whenever incorrect motives start being attributed to you is just to be silent and walk away and that's something for me that's really really hard because um once my reputation gets at stake that's what that's what i get concerned about and so that's what i'm thinking and i'm like okay i gotta try to defend that and at the end of the day you've got to do it the way christ does it which is just to take it in silence and walk away well it's it's like when there's a fire if you can take the oxygen away from the fire the fire will go out and that's really the tactic that you're talking about here deprive the oxygen of it don't give it any more power but to just take that a little bit further um Whenever we see Jesus, if you remember at the the interview he has basically with Pilate and the, the high priest, they, they kind of brand him all the stuff. But after Jesus is is on the, the cross and after he is they've got a sign they want to put above him, they, they at first they're like put Jesus or Christ Jesus, King of the Jews. And then some of them come up and it's almost like they're like a modern news outlet. They're like, Oh, oh, but but say he said he was the king of the Jews. They gotta add that little tag in there, even though it's not true. But whenever you see these sort of tactics going on, you can tell that there's usually some sort of sin, nefarious act going on below the surface. Whenever people want to throw in those little motivative thing or motive things, where they're saying, "Oh, you know, well, he said that," or "or this is how they felt about it," and they they start branding other people, um, yeah, that's that's just really a bad place to be. Well, final point for I want us to talk about as we wrap this up is a skill and what you should do instead. I know we've already said you got to sometimes take these things 
in person. But beyond that, there are times where when things get out of hand, you actually need to give them up to God and maybe even hand situations over to other Christian people that you know. People that you know and trust when there's a problem, say somebody actually has a real life issue. Um, you see someone acting out in a way that is indicative of a real problem in their life. There are times where these really do need to be handed over to God. And there are times where you need to hand them over to good people that you trust and say, look, there's a problem here. I'm not in a position to deal with this, but someone needs to address this particular issue. Someone is is getting in a bad place. And usually when the church gathers around one another, when we actually find real turmoil in life, you know, people ask, where is God physically? You know, we are the body of Christ. And I'm not saying that we are all God. That's not at all I'm saying. But we are the the Holy Church, which is the the bride of Christ. And and we are instrumental in doing the the ministry of, of the gospel here on the world. There are times when we need to hand situations to other Christians to help dealing with with problems. And it doesn't and that's a very different method methodology of dealing with with problems that oftentimes start off as petty. And again, if it's just petty, then just ignore it. Don't let it let it suck the auction in from from everyone else and turn into a big fire. Just cut it off. But if it is a big problem, then you do need to to either deal with it outside of that or hand that to other people. What do y'all think about that? Just handing it off to other good Christian people that you actually trust. Pastor Mike. Well, I think that's absolutely appropriate, and I think you should always, you know, use social media to build people up and not tear people down. It is a means of sharing life together, so social media is not bad in and of itself, but it can be used um, as a tool to bring chaos in the situation, but it also can be used to bring order. So bringing a, a good group of Christian folks around you. And and another thing that I don't think we mentioned is a lot of times you don't know exactly what state of mind people might be. I know it was said it was an emotional release, but you know, there's all kinds of uh, uh, things that can uh, affect good judgment. So always choose wisely the words that you use. Pastor Amanda, any thoughts on that? Well, yeah, and, and I think this is, it's interesting as we're talking about this topic, obviously social media is a relatively new uh, medium. However, I mean, Paul writes about this in his letters about how to deal with um, d- disagreements within the church. And he talks about how if you have an issue with somebody, you go to them first. Yeah. And then if that doesn't get resolved, maybe you bring, you know, a, a, a good brother or sister yeah. in Christ. And then if that doesn't work, then you grab a couple more people. Yeah. And it, it's really this idea that, that there has always been brokenness amongst human beings. I mean, since the fall, at one of one of the first reactions we see is, is Adam blaming Eve and Eve blaming the serpent. And there's this idea that now this brokenness is not just with God, but it is with one another. And so it really, what will mark us as people of God is how we deal with these disagreements. And there are Christian ways of disagreeing, and there's ways of coming to different conclusions. But when we come to whatever platform, whether it is in person, in writing, or on social media, how we're going to interact with one another, and it's difficult, as we've mentioned before, with it being written, you don't hear tone, you don't sometimes hear sarcasm, or or maybe different emotional um, cadence in somebody's voice. Um, but again, if you think it's going to be misread or misunderstood, then just don't, it's not necessary. Social media is not necessary for communication. Um, and if there's something vital that has to be said to somebody who is too far away for you to communicate in person or, or through this, through the telephone, then you have to find a different way to do that. 
And there's just no need for it to be on a public platform like, like Facebook or Twitter or whatever. And we can very easily see that sometimes these become the pits of, of the human experience versus something actually uplifting. Um, and so if we are to be Christian people who use tools that are the tools around us, then we have to know when, it, when we need to speak up, when we don't. And also to know we're not alone, like Pastor Dylan mentioned. And this is not just to grab somebody when we need someone on our side of the argument. Yeah. But to know that we are the body of Christ. And as such, we will never find ourselves by ourselves. That there are other people who have our back. Uh, not in a debate of for or against, but in just conversation and in the, the brokenness of life. And to just take this a little bit further... I, I think social media is a tool that it will exaggerate whatever characteristics are found within a person and within just humanity in general. It exaggerates the sins and things of that nature. But in the if we go to the epistles of John, which I, I love the Johannine literature, but the, the third epistle of John in its um, if you look there in first in one eleven, you find it says, Beloved, do not imitate what is evil, but imitate what is good. Amen. Whoever does good is from God, and whoever does evil has not seen God. Now, of course, if you, you take that out of the context of all of Scripture, you would say, well, I'm doing my good, therefore it's good. No, no, goodness comes from God and God alone. And if you're doing the goodness which is derived from God, well, you're, you're doing the goodness which is, is derived from God. So you're, you're connected in that, that way. But if you are imitating evil, then you're just going to imitate evil. And on social media, we see a lot of times people's personal disposition being exaggerated kind of the, the entry into social media is really low, so you can kind of do whatever. But if you're someone who spends time imitating that, which is good, you become more and more Christ-like. That Sanctification, if you're pursuing that, if you're living the sanctified life, you know, if you're actually moving towards the goodness of God, then those traits are going to be coming out. And so that's a, a good place, I think, to wrap up that conversation. Any other final thoughts, questions, or comments from anyone here in the room? Anthony? I think... Um a really, really gr great takeaway from this subject is not just uh, the questions themselves, although the questions are a really good way to tell whether or not um, you should overlook posts on social media from your loved ones. But I think also taking the time to ask a certain set of questions instead of just responding on an impulse or on the first uh, track of thought that you have or um, whatever your first initial reaction is uh, like, you know, defend this idea or defend this person or defend myself, whatever else. Um, instead of acting on that, acting it more in res actual response to what they are doing. And whenever you do that, it's not necessarily that they're trying to speak the truth and let everybody else know what it is. A lot of times it's much more personal than that. And whenever you realize that it is a personal thing, that they're doing something mostly as uh, something for themselves, then it makes it a lot easier to say, okay, this is the appropriate response then. Yeah. You know, we could have called this trouble in twilight zone. <laughs> when Amanda first said that it was the twilight zone, I thought she meant because every time, like if you watch twilight zone, every episode's kind of different. Yeah. Like they're not even connected. Every time you get on Facebook, the app looks different. And I, I thought that's actually where she was going with <laughs> yeah. it at first. But anyways, with that being said, we hope that you enjoyed our program. Make sure that you are supporting your local church. Again, Kingdom of the Logos, it is a supplemental um, tool. It's a podcast to, to carry um, 
with you throughout the life. I mean, you can download it on your phone. You can listen to it, carry it with you wherever you go. But most importantly, be having the gospel in your heart. That's what needs to be carried in your heart. And make sure you are in a good local church and you are supporting them. With that being said, God love you and have a blessed day.